0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good
1: Minute Hummel podcast, and we got Robbie Hummel. i would known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. We're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> All right, welcome back! Another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman here from a beautiful Fairfield Inn, the Ritz Carlton, the Ritz Carlton. Uh, uh, what city are you in? We are in Auburn, Massachusetts. We were huh. we were driving back late last night. Um, went to Providence, then Yukon. then my wife was driving up. I flew to Providence. My wife wanted to spend a couple extra days in the 70 degree weather in Charleston. So she drove up, stopped at her brother's in Virginia. And then after the Yukon game, I got in the car with Doster. He lives in Philly. We drove towards Philly. We met halfway as my wife was driving. You you don't really understand geography up here in the Northeast, but he was driving uh, South. My wife was driving North. We met at MetLife stadium and I got in the car with her, drove home. And it was really bad, so I stopped about an hour and a half short. Um, didn't want to, you know, risk my wife's life more than. Of mine's. course. So. What is it like driving with Rob Doster? Like, especially on the way to a UConn game, where he is like highly motivated to make it there. Oh, he wants to make it there because, like, he's like he's like a god in in, in UConn. Like they they love him at UConn. It's King probably the only place. Yeah, it's the only place, probably including his own house that he's revered and, uh, he goes there and everybody loves him. Everybody, yeah, well. maybe not Dan Hurley, but everybody else loves him at UConn. And, uh, it was, I mean, he. have you seen his car? It's just like, like orangey. I should have taken a picture of it. I don't even know what it is, but it's like orange. Like like you mean? Really you don't know orange. what it is. What, what does he have? Like a, a foreign car that you've never heard of? No, I just didn't even pop, bother looking at what it was. <laughs> okay i thought you like had never heard of the brand no no it's he just had this... like an off-brand car it's not like a bright orange it's almost like a burnt orange it's almost like like if he went to texas it's the horns like... down mobile yeah, the yeah it was a horns down mobile that's what we should call it <laughs> uh, all right we'll, but... we'll get to your yukon what you saw yukon in person but i i want to first ask you about providence because from watching on tv before the indiana illinois game uh which started at two and your guys came on at at what it was it was eleven. Yeah, you guys started at eleven central noon eastern. It looked yeah. insane. And, and you guys we started, were started before. We did. We did. We got in right, late so Take the us night through. Before. Yeah. We take got us in through what it was like. Super late. We went to a bar called Murphy's the night before. It was the only place open that we could get food. So Dawson and I went there and it was kind of quiet at that point. Um and then they said there, hey, you should come back at nine in the morning because it gets crazy. We open at nine AM. I guess every on, on only basketball no Saturdays, I, or they I, always are open at 9 a.m.? I think they're always open, but he said, the bartender was like, tomorrow it's going to be electric, 9 a.m., people waiting. So we got over there, I think, about 9.15, and uh, line out the door. Like 30, 40 people line out the door. There are a couple other bars around the corner that opened at 10 that had the same deal, and already the students were lined up outside. It's cold as shit. How close and, is this uh, to the arena? Like pretty close arena is right there. It's, it's okay, great. So that's, downtown that's Providence. Cool. Now the students can't walk it from campus to the arena. It's probably maybe 10 minutes or so, but, uh, and there's only, I think Providence college is like 6,000 students total. It's not a big school. It's, it's kind of, you know, small Catholic, big East school, but it felt like everybody was there. So, you know, I walk in, I want to get a picture of the bar and, uh, so I literally walk in, Rob, and I don't know if you saw the video, but I, I walk did. in and right away it's F Jeff Goodman over. Yeah. And I'm like, I... anyway, so we bought some, uh, some of the, 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 kids there. We bought like 25 beers for, for some of those kids that were there. Yeah, yeah. So you bribed them to stop chanting that. I didn't bribe them. I mean, like, again, you know how it is. Uh, Illinois fans now hate you. We'll get to you that later. Um, uh, <laughs> But like once most of the fans are are really cool, once you get a chance to like meet them and you talk to them and they're like, okay, you know what? He's not really an asshole. Now there are some, there are some that, that it doesn't matter. And and honestly, I think the adults, some of the adults are worse, off. The Instead students of the are students. Yeah. yeah they, right. You know, they can be knuckleheads like you and I were when we we're students, but the adults are the ones when I'm walking by them inside the arena and they say something and they've, They've just got that look on their face. It's like how you say it. Like you can call me whatever you want to call me. I don't care. But like it's how you say these things that is like. And actually, one of the guys was a Georgetown fan. One of these guys who's yelled at me everywhere I've been that I walk into a Georgetown game. This one dude, older dude, like berates me. But why? What have you said about Georgetown? That they that they stink. I said well, they, they do. To my third stunk. They I do stink. Patrick Ewing stunk. Like Ed Cooley's gonna get this program going. All right. So anyway, let's get to the actual game. So we, you know, we walk in, and I have been at the Chris Beer return to Lubbock, and that was insane, right? Insane. They almost tipped his bus the, the day before. And then you go into the arena and you just felt it. Like you felt like this was gonna be the Super Bowl forever. And you felt it at Providence, but I didn't feel it in quite the same way. And I was kind of, honestly, I was scared when I heard Ed Cooley was bringing his wife and, and son. Yeah, the son's older. His son's like 26, Isaiah. But uh, I just felt like, man, why are you going to bring him into this type of atmosphere, Rob? Like sure. something could happen. Did you, did you get to talk to Cooley before the game? I was texting with him uh, the night before, and then I gotcha. talked so with you, him. So, so you didn't see him. Before the Saw him as he walked in the building. And he told me to come back to the locker room. But I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not bothering him at this point. Like, there's no point. For what? Um, Cooley knows how to handle things. Mm -hmm. He does. Like, if there's any I've said this, I'm not sure there's anybody better with people than A Cooley in our in in this profession. Like, literally, he might be number one. I know, like, you could say like Tom Izzo. There's some people you've been around. Matt Painter's great with people, but like Cooley. No, he's, he's really good. Yeah, he's really he just good. gets it. Right. And that's why Providence fans, I think, for a variety of reasons, right? One was he left Providence. He's from there to go to not even what they consider as a lateral job, but a worse job because it's been awful. So it, it, was, a, it was a gut punch for that, but it was a gut punch for the fact that his his kind of connection to the community, him being one of their own, him saying like, I love Providence. This is where I always want to be. And then leaving, like, it's just, it was different than I'm trying to think of who, you know, even like beard, like beards out in the community, probably a Texas tech, but he'd only been there for a couple of years. Well, he also had a super connection to Texas. That's right. He you couldn't there. deny that he, he was a what manager at Texas. Yeah. Yeah. He, he I mean, graduated from there. Whereas with, with Cooley being from Providence, and saying some of those things that that's going to really stoke some resentment if it does, if the situation changes, um, should I watch, I saw that there's a documentary called divine providence out. Should I watch that to get the backstory? No, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. I can't believe it was like an hour 20. Yeah. Yeah. An hour 20 of somebody just making that, that, but that shows how, how, people were yes you're gonna make an hour and 20 minute documentary over a coach leaving to go to another school that's that's insane that yeah, is wild. And again here's what i'll say to rob like i was worried about the providence students throwing stuff saying stuff that i thought was over the top they said they said a few chances that i thought i wouldn't have been yeah okay. but it wasn't like no crazy no,
2: no it was, was worse. It? so are
1: you lubbock. saying it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be yeah. lubbock was much worse in my wow. opinion it was it was more relentless. Like, they were on Beard the entire game in Lubbock, and they have 5,500 students in the arena. I mean, that student section is is crazy, yeah. yeah. You know, I think a twelve thirty start probably Helps. helped Ed Cooley a little bit, but they hadn't had a chance to drink quite as much. Well, it just they hadn't been still... all day. It yeah. wasn't like, hey, start I... it, let's start at 11. We'll go that's to right. the game at 8. <laughs> like, that's... That's when you get into, into trouble there. That's when you get into trouble. It was wild because the game was close, Rob. Like, everybody thought they were going to pound him. And then all of a sudden, you look up with a couple of minutes left, and you're like, oh, shit. They're like, they're losing. Well, you think about I how big of a losing. win that is for Kim English. I mean, just from the sense of, like, you know, yeah. you you lose that game, and oh. people would have been wild. Wow. No, they would have been like, he's not the right guy. Like, literally, they would have yeah, been no, thinking, no. like, well, I don't know. And And Devin Carter – as I said after the game, like yeah, he was that awesome. dude should never pay for another anything. Everything he buys should be on the house. The man probably. that took down Ed Cooley in right. his return. Well, cause but I will say, it, and I not to just keep beating this yeah. into submission, there's a flagrant foul at the end of that game that is just abysmal. And it it literally ruined the end of the game. Yep. It gave the game to Providence. And that's been happening a lot lately with the flagrant fouls. A lot. So. A lot. Yeah. And Cooley kept yelling seven point play. Seven I mean, he's play. right. That's a terrible call, and I I think the rule needs to be looked at in the uh, offseason. Yeah, we should get a Which... couple. You know what? Remind me in the offseason, in between your 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 rounds of golf, we'll get a few of the officials on here. Maybe the coordinators, John Higgins, a couple yeah, other guys. That'd be great. That'd be I actually great. think that would be a great conversation overall to talk mm-hmm. about a variety of subjects, including the flagrant one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Providence. The the I think what they did. I think they instilled enough fear into the fans, too, where they basically said, like, if you're caught throwing anything and everything's going to be on video, you will be expelled. You won't be suspended. You'll be expelled. But I think that's how it should be like that. If you want to throw stuff on the floor at a a sporting event, that's that's fair game. You know, it should be like that all the time. Doster said there was one fan that threw something at me when I walked across. Like, nothing (laughs) at Cooley, but one fan threw something at me. Did it get close to you? He said it did. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. he's probably making that up.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: One five
1: eight. Um, all right, let's get to the Yukon Huskies. Yeah. You then yeah. road tripped with Rob up to Connecticut and uh saw them play with Donovan McClingen. What uh what did you think? I saw where the score was out of hand early. Hey, they won by 43 against Ooh. Sean Miller and Xavier. Like wow. 43 and how much in- of that was Xavier being bad or Yukon being good? Both. It was both. I mean, UConn looked phenomenal, but Xavier is not very good you know what Sean said after the game and i was a little surprised about because, because again Jordan Hawkins was at the game they honored the 2004 national title team also but Hawkins is playing the Celtics tonight for the Pelicans so he was there and you think about last year's team right they they had Senogo they had Andre Jackson and Hawkins well that's two nba players and maybe the best player right now in the g league and they lost all three and Sean Miller said i think they're better offensively wow that's crazy right I mean, yeah, crazy. That's a hell of a statement. Yeah. I mean, again, you bring in Cam Spencer, who's really been good. And he's just an adult in every way, right? Like he can shoot it, elite shooter, which I reminded you of. You didn't know that. Um, I didn't and, think he shot it. I thought I thought he was a little more up and down last year, but his percentage does say that he's an elite shooter. He's an elite shooter and and he can move the ball, Rob. Like he, he knows he how did, to play. He yeah. really knows how to play. And with Klingon on the court, you watch it. And it's something they just haven't had most of the year because klingon has been hurt. And it's kind of that, that security blanket of like, okay, I can just throw it up to them. And, and they can lob it to them. And, again, I, we can get into the the UConn versus Purdue matchup, whatever. We'll probably get do it all year because, yeah. again, they're clearly 1A and 1B right now. But Caravan, Cam Spencer, and Castle, and Newton, they can all pass it, Rob. Like yeah. they can no, all They're really good. They're really, really good. There's no, there's no doubting that. And they look like men. That's, I guess, if there's one difference of UConn and Purdue, it's like when you line them up, UConn looks yeah, like well, other. Please than don't say this. That is so dumb. I'm just that's, telling. That's you. Not. So you're saying okay. Are you saying in the backcourt because Purdue has one of the biggest front courts in the country? I'm saying you've got a, a seven four center and you've got lawyer They're all Smith six nine six ten. Lawyer, Braden Smith, and even Lance. Yeah, so you're Jones. saying they're backcourt because what Tristan right. Newton is six six. No, no, no. Tristan Newton's not that big. He's probably six, six four? four. Yeah, yeah. He's not huge. How tall what? is Cam Spencer? Uh, probably six three. Probably my height, six three. But he's built. He's built. That's the difference yeah, with lawyers. This, this is a false narrative that it's you are. It's really not. There. I don't it think is. it is. I don't. Castle's a man. Now, if you put Castle next to Lance Jones, and you said which one is a senior and which one's a freshman, you would say Castle's a senior. How, looks, what's what is Castle's size? Six five and built and athletic and so their their guards are, are bigger than Purdue's guards, but to just yeah. make it sound like you you have like the boys and girls club all stars yeah. against this college basketball team is really, really dumb. I'm not okay, saying that. their their backcourt is bigger. I got you. Lawyer's the one I worry about. Lawyer's the one I worry about. Well, he's got the most size from a height perspective, but he's the one that physically is probably the the one that right. you know is the least physical. And he's up that. and down he's you're more relying on him and he's more like castle it doesn't matter but he's he's also done it and been combustible against some of the best teams in the country he's given arizona 27 he's put 27 on tennessee who is one of the best defensive and most physical teams you will play correct yep tennessee totally so i i agree with you he's two up and down but he his highs have been against really good people and he's been pretty good in some of those games what I'll say is, again, this was the first time I, I looked on the court and I was like, okay, Klingon looks like the Klingon. He looks healthy. B. Yeah, yeah, and like like it changes them. It totally changes them because, again, I, I, from an offensive standpoint, it's not like you're going to throw the ball down to him a ton. But no, but the, the lob threat, I mean, that changes the way you have to guard stuff and pick That's, and roll. And it, it does. Especially with smart ball players who can get to the basket and know how to throw a low-post entry pass. So, like, even though not doesn't have the best low-post moves, you can get him the ball where all he's got to do is is turn and shoot. Well, no, and, like, if you have good guards that can get into the paint and you can dump it off to him, he's going to finish. He's huge and he's athletic. So, that's – I just – listen, I just can't believe I'm saying that, like, this UConn team with losing all they lost last year is still the co-favorite. No, I mean they, and they run said, great. Like- they run great stuff, and they've got good players, and yes. that's and that they're is, really well coached, really, yeah. really well coached. And again, you recruited a team that fits together. I, I think the same can be said about Purdue. I think they fit together, right? They've got enough shooters. They've got obviously the big boy down low. You know, the question for me is, can Klingon? Well, from a size standpoint. He should be able to guard Zach Eady. Yeah, but I I think foul trouble is what Zach Eady has put on every team he's played, and he'll do the same. Tennessee or Marquette or Alabama or Arizona—I mean, all those dudes get four fouls or foul out. Yeah, and Klingon's still not in tip-top form. Like he's lost some weight. He looks good. I don't know what he played. If he played twenty minutes or so. I would still keep it, him to, like, a minute's restriction this year. I, I would. I would keep it to, like, no more than 25. For the rest of the season. To- totally. 100%. The foot injury, you just don't know. You don't want to nah, put – Especially with big guys that have a bunch of – You know, I mean, you're just... talking about how many more games anyway, Rob? How many more games do we have left in the regular season? I mean, like 10. Right. So, yeah, for 10, 10 games, keep him to 25, make sure he's healthy, and then mm-hmm. back, the back to, like, Big East tournament, I would honestly – because it's not going to matter at that point. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, it's 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 irrelevant. Right. Other than you, you get a ring if you win, or you hang a banner if you. And maybe they maybe, don't even do that there. They who's going to they... care at the no, end I of the I know. Day, I know. You want you want the other ring. You want to be able to say, yeah, You're for the sure, first team for to sure. go back to back since. Uh, which, hey, the funny part of this, I think Doster asked him earlier in the year before the season started. Um, he asked Danny Hurley, you know, something about going back to back. And he forgot. He was like, Yeah, Florida's the only team that's done it in the last whatever 30 years. He forgot his brother did it back in ninety-one, ninety
2: two. Oh, Duke did it.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, was pretty good. Oh. But Dan, Dan Hurley is a national treasure too. I, I will say that. Like, I don't know Man, if you watch he, he coaches with his emotions so on his sleeves, just like his brother does, which I enjoy watching. Um, I, I do I'm too. Sure it's not it's probably not enjoyable to officiate it. Correct. But He's but it he was better yesterday run. but they won by 43 yeah i mean what would he have to complain about He still complained He still complained yeah he'll find something but no they're good they're good produce good i'm i'm ready like and i think most people now are ready to say like they are clearly one a one b and yeah. then there's a drop to whoever you want to put at three at this point I, I don't know who it is i don't think there's a clear-cut answer to that right but there's a there's a there's a clear-cut answer to the fact that there's a disparity after 1-2. and two. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Let's talk some Illinois. Yeah, well, I, lie, like, I. I love the fact that there's a fan base that absolutely – like, in your playing days, people hated you. But, like, I feel like – But that's since, normal. Like, it's very normal to be – no, no other opposing fan base is going to like an opposing player. Right. Like that's not. But I felt you go like you, you get booed, you you know that's. With normal. you, it might be different because you have the knee injuries. So I felt like Man, there they was were some... chanting. They were chanting ACL at arenas. You think it was different? Every they arena, didn't give a shit. Like every a arena. Lot of them, yeah. No, it was. I mean, the Big Ten is, and that's what makes these, these venues good. If they were like welcoming me back, it's not exactly a hostile environment. You know, like they're no, I and I wouldn't have wanted them to. I like going it. in there. Yeah, liked, every it, yeah. everyone goes into those places and likes those types of atmospheres. Yeah. They're fun to play in. They're fun what, to win at. You know, what was your record against Illinois when you played for Purdue? So, let's see. My freshman year, we swept them. No, sorry, we lo- we went two and one. We lost them in the Big Ten tournament. Then lost back to back games in the regular regular season. My sophomore year, beat them in the Big Ten tournament semifinal and never lost to them again. So that would have put you at what? So let my junior year. So I mean, you see, played we're... eight years. So how many? Two and one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> two and one. Then we would have been, let's see, two and three, three and three. And then I think it was eight straight to finish. It, yeah, two, four, right. I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, I, we won the last eight games okay, is what okay. it was. So. so you owned Illinois. And now Illinois fans own you. They do. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know. There was a it was a, a flagrant foul shocker that that was called Ty Berry and he hits Terrence Shannon in the face. Shannon goes up, to, tried to dunk it from outside the lane. Yeah, it was I crazy, mean, unbelievable athletic play. Yeah. Terrence Shannon is as athletic as anybody in in college basketball this season. Um, and the the the, the strike to the face you could say can, kind of knocks him off balance, yeah. and then he tries to to dunk this thing so he puts it into the side of the rim and goes to the floor hard it's a it's a hard foul you hit know his head hit his head or his face or something hit, hit his left. yeah hit his face on the floor um to me though i just think when you make a basketball play it should not be an auto flagrant if there is a strike to the face and i wish i'd said this on the broadcast and i went back and listened because i thought well maybe i said some stupid stuff and i really don't feel like i did after rewatching the play I said I don't like the rule. I understand why the rule is efficient is, is what it is. I get why the officials call it the way it is. Um, because I I know that they are trying to grade well and move up and do better games and ref NCAA tournament games. And I totally understand that and respect that. But, you know, when when you make a play on the basketball, and I, I think that there are there's two words that are used with the the rule. Is it unnecessary and is it um not egregious. This is great. I'm forgetting the is word is it. That blatant? I want to use. Is it like is, a yeah, is like, a, like a is it is it intentional? Is it excessive is what I wanted to say. Yeah. Is it excessive? Is it unnecessary? And if it's those two things or one of those two things, I am I am good with it being upgraded to a flagrant. But if Ty Berry is trying to block his shot, which he was and Clearly. which he was. Yeah. Clearly. He was definitely now. Is he limited athletically and limited in the length department to where he whiffs and hits him? But, like, I saw a play at Michigan State where Xavier Booker fouled, I think it was Nick Kern, and swiped for, to block the ball and hit him in the head, knocked his headband off. Flagrant one. I'm, I am see the – and I'm like, dude, he's trying to block his shot. Right. He's and I, I, do I get it. that the NCAA is trying to take out head injuries from, from the game. But this is also a contact sport. And we're also not playing in in bubble wrap, you know. Like there, if you're if you're going to the basket aggressively, that's one of the risks that you run. And I'm not saying that we need like '80s Pistons justice. Like if Terrence Shannon goes to the rim, I'm not saying that somebody should just undercut him, take him out, and put him we're into the stanchion. Yeah. Like, I, and and look, if it's if it is so egregious, and there's a difference between Ty Berry trying to block his shot and Ty Berry winding up. Totally, and just smoking him in the head. Yeah, like those two th- plays are very different. Yep. Does he hit him in the head? Yes, but I, I just think the flagrant rules. So you're saying there, there's got to be some room for interpretation here, and that's probably the the issue yes. where they're trying to take that out. They are, but I think yeah. we've gotten to the point where it is so like, oh, hit him in the head, flagrant one. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, and either. again, I don't think that it should be like you know we shouldn't have it revert to the '90s NBA. Where you go to the rim and you're gonna pay for that. But I I just think that it's gotten so far to the other side. And the Providence example is perfect. Yep. That ruined the end of the game. Sure. Did. And honestly, I thought that the uh, the Shannon flagrant could have ruined the Northwestern Illinois game. Is it a common file? Absolutely. He files him. Is it a flagrant one? I don't think it should be. But no, by the letter know. of the law right now, it is. And, and I wonder what the refs, I wonder what the officials, and I haven't talked to them a ton about that yet. But but again, I, I can't wait. We'll do that. We'll get, you know, Ted Valentine. We'll get a couple other people on here after the season to kind of run through some of the issues within officiating. Um, and that's, that's one. And the other we, we got to talk about, and I've been on for years. I just talked to somebody this morning about it is, you know, you got these refs. Chris Krauss in the country right now when they could be oh, yeah.
2: driving. There is nothing in sports better than the heart of the college basketball season, which is why I need to tell you guys about our partners over at rhythm if you're into sports betting you need rhythm the place for data-backed props and picks for those that are unfamiliar rhythm spelled r-i-t-h-m-m is the go-to mobile app for player props and game picks backed by ai predictive models rhythm helps you make smarter and faster betting decisions across all sports but particularly college hoops where there are as many as 150 games a day during conference play many of which have softer lines at BetMGM than you'll find in the NFL or the NBA. With Rhythm, you get data-backed picks for every Division I game every day. Users get free picks daily with the ability to upgrade to unlimited access. And for those of you already using modeling, you can build custom sports betting models within the Rhythm app itself. I am a Rhythm user, and I found that I've been a better better when I focus on lines where my gut, and Rhythm's modeling are aligned. When I think UConn can cover on the road against Butler and Rhythm backs that up, we fire. But Rhythm also helps lead you to plays that you didn't know you needed to make. Like, for example, when the data says bet the over in UMass Lowell versus New Hampshire because you have a 61% edge on that line, you bet the over and you bink. So if you want to increase your edge and win more bets, go to the link in the description below and download Rhythm Today. That's R-I-T-H-M-M, the place for data-backed props and picks. Uh, I
1: think well, that's Bert the thing. Smith. Like, there, I don't I don't think people see an issue if you're doing like, hey, I'm at Iowa State one night and I'm in Iowa the next. But it's like when you're in... I think Burt Smith, here's one. Somebody just told me and I haven't checked on it but burt smith did a duke game uh saturday night at seven and then i think he had wichita state sunday afternoon at three o'clock yeah that's like how do you do that there's no there's no direct that would that would be hard to announce correct nonetheless officiate like you think about announcing you're sitting on your ass and just talking (laughs) but you would still be that'd be a hard travel day you know you, you gotta that would be tough yep no doubt you know what else is tough right now being an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. That's true. For, for both football and basketball, right? I mean, football. Well, I think they're football. What? They've gotten all these transfers now that they. Well, I'm just talking about the corner. fact that they've been owned by Michigan. Well, Michi- In Michigan. Yeah. yeah yes. So. I mean, watching Michigan win the national title. That, that's about as bad as it gets if you're an Ohio State uh, fan, period. And now. And listen, I've been. And I think you have, too. Uh, on the pro Chris Holtman wagon here for years because of what he did at Butler first, taking over a tough situation when Brandon Miller stepped away yeah. uh, due to mental health issues. And, and then obviously what he did at Ohio State, he took over a program that was kind of in shambles. I mean, they fired Thad Mata. Thad Mata was like revered. I mean, just, yeah. Final fours. You no, know, you were there when were he up. had it rolling. Like that program awesome. was unbelievable. Yeah. The talent the fact they were always, you know, nationally relevant and, and in contention for Final Four, like you had them preseason top 10 every year, they had fallen off. And a lot of it was, you know, Thad's health certainly contributed to that. And they hire Chris Holtman, and he gets the program back pretty quick. Like, they go to the tournament basically every year. And then last year was an abomination, Rob. Absolute abomination. And it's kind of started similar. I mean, it was a January loss to, to Purdue, that yep. put them in just a tailspin, and yeah. they could not get out of it. And now I think again, the question—the question we have to be—is that what they're in right now? Right. They they started I think twelve and 12, twelve and two, and two. they they've lost five of their last six, and some bad ones. Like and the last two have not. Like the Indiana loss, I thought that there were you know they they did some great things. Yeah, the rebounding they just couldn't make a shot at Assembly Hall, and that's kind of been one of their issues. Is that their their offense has left the building? You know, Indiana they scored sixty five. Wisconsin at home they scored 60 Michigan away they scored 65 Nebraska away they scored 69 and Northwestern they scored 58. like their shooting has gone kind of MiA but their defense has again not been not been good yeah I talked to Holtman a couple of weeks ago and he felt like the big difference this year from last year was Bruce Thornton He felt like, okay, I got a leader. I got a guy who's an everyday guy who's my point guard. Well, also, part of the problem last year was, like, Bryce Sensabaugh was their best player, and he was maybe the worst defensive player in the league. He was terrible defensively. He was awful. But offensively, I mean, just the talent. He's still a first-round pick, and you're saying he might be the worst defensive player in the Big Ten Conference. But Can they get it back, Rob? Like, here's the one thing I'll say in the Big Ten is it's like, not the gauntlet that it was. No, somebody you can get, if you can get going, you can get it back quick. Like I think Maryland now, like I'm I'm kind of curious to see, can Maryland string a few together? Because I, mean, I they're think up, they're probably, up to 53rd in Ken Palm. Maryland. They could, I mean, it's crazy because they were so bad early so in bad. the year. And again, the Big Ten isn't a gauntlet, like you said. So I think a team that you wouldn't expect is going to go through kind of like Arkansas did last year in the SEC. Now Arkansas is not going to do it this year, but last year they were one in five and they rolled through. I think they won like six or seven, beat some really good teams and, and got locked into the NCAA tournament in the span of three weeks. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that in the big 10 without beating <laughs> Purdue. You got to I right. guess you got to be the good news for them is that they've got Illinois at home, Wisconsin away, Purdue at home. And, and, but, and also Michigan state. So you've got some quad one opportunities, yep. but they've been so bad on the road that like, you've got to, you're going to have to play better away from, from Columbus, you know, like they, I don't know. They, they have an interesting team. I I think Roddy Gale went through a stretch where he was like, I mean, just right. so bad. Great. To what, and then bad. He was early great earlier. No, yeah. I know. I just am yeah. saying like, he went through that four game kind of stretch where he was, he couldn't make a shot. He, he was really struggling. Um, Battle was a non-factor <clears throat> at Northwestern. I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. They they've played the kind of you know with Zed Key coming off the bench and Akpara starting, but they're going to have to write the ship. And it's it seems like the the tide of Ohio State basketball fans has gotten very negative. You know, oh, it, they want really, him gone. They want yeah, Hopman gone. Is, a a big is, uh... segment wants Chris Holtman gone. And listen, if it goes in the direction it did last year, like. And again, I, I have all the respect in the world for Chris Holtman, but you can't have two years like this. In no, the world, I, I think they need to make the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, I just think that with his roster this year yep. um of what it is and the way last year went and and they had you know, good they've... recruiting classes back to back here, like no. Scotty Middleton hasn't done anything this year. Yeah. like they've had some some pretty good recruits that, and again, listen, some of these guys just aren't ready as freshmen. So right. you know, well, I think rec- Covid has hurt some freshmen too. Yes, I think the fact that there's more older fifth year guys yep. hanging around yep. has it's who as a freshman really have we seen outside of the elite guys come in and be super effective. Right. I think in the big Ten, like John Blackwell has been really good. Owen Freeman in Iowa has been really good. Yeah. Mackenzie Abaco has played better. He's look good. He's looked he good, look good. He has. He He's has. talented. Just- Do you think, okay, here's my question for you is Mackenzie a, a eventually. It may not be this year, but it could be in 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 2 years is he a first round pick? I think he yeah, I think he could be. I think, I think so. that offensively he's shown enough. Now, I don't know, do you think he'll leave this year? Uh possibly. I mean, it, I mean, it depends on that. Defensively he, he still has a ways to go of course. on on the, the floor. But, but he has remember- he's, he's made strides though. Early in the year he was almost unplayable on, on defense. And he is he still messes some stuff up. But he's not like egregiously Bryce Sensenbaugh bond that's sense bond the team. No, no, he's no. not doing that. you know you yeah, know I just I mean it's just crazy he's the only guy in Indiana's roster that can make a three and no one made a three at Illinois on on Sunday. That's what I said. I said I could play for that Indiana team. I can't shoot from no, three either. You like, well, I could play I garden. Right who are you guarding out there? Yeah, good point. I'm not really guarding anybody. You're not rebounding. You're not guarding. You I'm know, we know broker. you can't shoot. I am bo- I, I, would I heard it. from Rob Doster. Rob told us that you tried to throw a baseball pass and couldn't cross half court. All I'm going to tell you is I'm going to throw a football further than Rob Doster in Phoenix. I love that you guys are going to have like the, uh, the Rob and Jeff Olympics. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> no, <laughs> trust me. I'm not ready for that after being, uh, You know, two months in Charleston and gaining about ten pounds. I'm not ready for that. You're supposed to be. Have you bought the jersey yet? No, I gotta buy it. You, I put it on you. I I said to you, I I will pay. I will pay whatever it costs. No, can't you get it through Purdue? Like, how can you not? You have jerseys. Bring one out. Bring one to Phoenix. I don't. They can't be ruined. They're immaculate. I can't (laughs) have you spilling. You know drinks on these if we were in new orleans I was, we can't be having you spill what are those drinks in new orleans called the uh <laughs> that are like the hurricanes with sugar were they hurricanes yeah the hurricanes the hurricanes, the hurricanes. <laughs> whatever we can't have you spilling whatever phoenix listen my no guess is, is hey m- mom and dad home will have like i picture like a shrine to you at the house with like no. every jersey you've ever worn they do not all those not all those 3 on 3 cards the basketball cards the they generic <laughs> That like- was a very lucrative deal with Tops. I don't know why you make fun of that. That was, that was very Talking lucrative. Like, you know, I bought. I remember, like, I went through a phase at, during the, during the pandemic uh, of like, I'm going to buy a couple uh, cards. I bought a, a Robbie Hummel three on three card. I bought a Jordan Love rookie uh, football card. The yeah. Jordan Love has skyrocketed, and the Hummel card has just
2: plummeted. Well, Big news, guys. I am thrilled to announce that we have partnered with Autograph, a company founded by the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. The Autograph fandom app gives you access to the best college hoops content, fan contests, and exclusive rewards like discounted tickets, all for doing the things that diehard fans like you already do, following your favorite team in the news and listening to podcasts just like this one. When Tom and yes... I am calling him Tom, we're on a first name basis these days, co-founded Autograph. He had one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. It works like this. You get all of your college hoops content you want in one place. You get articles from your favorite writers, pods from your favorite hosts, contests from your favorite creators, all on the feeds and the sites that you already enjoy. But instead of having to go to all these different places, it all comes to you in one spot. The Autograph fandom Map. But here's the best part, the more content that you consume, the higher you rank in the app. As you consider the level up in status on the app, you can unlock unique rewards curated exclusively for you. So download the free autograph app in the app store and use the referral code F68, that's F68, or tap in at the link in the description below or in the podcast app of your choosing to start earning points for doing something as normal as listening to this very podcast. It really is that simple. Well, it, did, it it
1: doesn't help when you don't make the Olympics. <laughs>
2: it,
1: uh, it also doesn't help when you're a washed player. Like Jordan Love is on the unfortunate trajectory yes. of up yes. as a Bears fan, and uh, I am not on that trajectory. Maybe so. if they had, like, you know, announcer cards, and they didn't call you a player. Maybe okay. they, they deemed you a broadcast. Hey, you, you need to get on the, the bicep curl workout, because you wearing this jersey with no undershirt is coming, <laughs> and that day is not that far away. Well, when I get home, I think I'm gonna hit the gym. I think You've I'm gonna never hit the, hit the gym in the last thirty years, dude. I think I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hit bad. it. I, I think I got about what do I have? About a month before March starts. You've got to start like literally. It needs to be at least hundred curls a day. Otherwise, month you're gonna of February, it's going to be looking bad. You know how some people grow mustaches for for you know um, no shave November. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just gonna do. I just, I look forward to you being in the media session, rocking my jersey with no sleeves, and being like, "Uh, coach, I have a question." That would be terrible for you. <laughs> Imagine. I won't Danny make you Hurley- do it to the media session. I won't make you do that. But you've got to wear it out in public. I would do it. I would wear it actually if the the coach were somebody that I knew could could appreciate it and knew the backstory and would, I, I if like Dan the Hurley's man. there, like Painter. If Painter's there, I'll do it. I'll wear it. I promise you. If Painter's there, I will put on but, the Homer. jersey. But the problem would be you wouldn't look like an objective member of the media if you're wearing a Purdue jersey at the NCAA press conference. You know what? I'm willing, I'm willing to look the part of, of a wow. Purdue homer just to see Painter's reaction when I walk in and I'm like, hey, coach. The, the, the funniest thing about this, though, is that you can't wear a T-shirt under. I just love that. <laughs> I think that is so hilarious to me. So wrong to do. Absolutely wrong to do. Uh, all right, listen, I gotta get home. I gotta I gotta finish the drive. I'm about an hour and a half out. Um, I gotta get home, unpack. I, I don't know why the hell I came back, by the way. Why aren't I still in Charleston? It's it's still beautiful in Charleston. Next year, I, I'm oh yeah, you have a no plan, way. right? You've got a new plan. Unveil yeah, here's it. a plan. All right, you ready? Yeah. The new plan is to sell the house and in, do in Boston. Do three months in Charleston do three months in Florida and do six months in downtown Boston and figure out. Cause again, we don't have our daughter probably isn't going to come back for the summer. It's probably going to do an internship somewhere. So we don't have a dog anymore, so we can just go, we can just go and why see any crappy weather? We're not skiers. um, And, and it was good to be able to walk every day. Well. listen, we walked every day. Every day, I walked to get iced coffee. Just now, I had to drive across the street through the snow to Dunkin' Donuts to to get this. And uh, you Half know what it is? You know what it is too. Dunkin' Donuts isn't nearly as good as some of those iced coffee spots. And I never thought I'd say that. I bet but it's not. It's not the same price either. Dunkin' Donuts is not that much money. It's cheap. I'm... I know. I'm saying okay. the coffee shops in Charleston. Yeah, are they're a lot a little bit more than, than Dunkin' they're Donuts. They're like double, I think. They're probably double. That's that was my point. <laughs> I know. I gotta I gotta cut back on the, the Dunkin' Donuts. What do you got this week? You got a grinder of a week, or is it a an no, easy week? My schedule has is loosens here. I'm at uh Michigan State tomorrow. They yep. play Michigan. Uh I'm at Purdue on Wednesday. They play Northwestern in a yep. rematch of the game in December. Ooh, yeah. Um I'm in Illinois on Sunday. I'm sure they'll be thrilled that I'm back. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> How were they? What was the reception like when you walked No, in? I mean, people, people were fine. I think yeah. it's more of a, a Twitter thing. Honestly, I I still like Illinois' team, which is funny. They should hate you if anybody. I was going to tweet out, hey, I was legitimately going to tweet this out before your Illinois game. I was going to say, uh, the first 25 fans that go up and get video of you heckling Robbie Hummel, uh, I will – you know, I'll put it, I'll put it I mean, they should hate Twitter. you. You said you didn't even think they're an NCAA tournament team. I never said that. I said without Shannon, they were, they would have played like a 10 seed. I think Dude. they're a 10 you seed type team. You were saying team. they were on the verge of not making the NCAA tournament. I'm saying now, they like what's evaluated their, their best them. Win Is Their best win is FAU, and that's not maybe AIDS as well as they. That's they what played. I'm saying is like they're, they're, they're a good team, but they're not a team that really deserves to be uh, looked at in the top 10 yeah they their offense has gotten way more stagnant too and because and you don't have a ball mover of, you don't trying to reintegrate ball. shannon has been um maybe a little more challenge and think about for him too like you know he the the weight of everything has to be very challenging to play with but did you it think he be would be better at home rob did you think because again, yeah but home, I, they're cheering him or no no that yeah and the road is going to be brutal for him like there's no doubt about that I still think, even with the cheers, you still have the magnitude of everything hanging over your head of yep. the unknown, and I think that has to be that's that's what made to me it's so crazy that he was playing as well as he was. If you know you're being investigated yes. and you're yep. still, he was like the second best player in college basketball. He was at least. I mean, he was Shannon. A, here's the thing with Terrence Shannon too, um, and I don't know him super super well, but I know him well enough, and I know people around him well enough to know like. I think he's a sensitive kid. I think he's a kid that you know, some people aren't going to be affected. They're going to go out there with 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 what uh is going on with him and around him. They're going to go out there and and be affected uh a little bit less because well, I mean, again, it would gonna... be really hard to not be affected yeah. by just the the fact that you don't know what your future holds and it's totally out of your hands. Right. I mean, then the other where... thing, Rob. Listen, the other thing is he was shooting like he had never shot before in his yeah. life before I mean the this. most consistent and that's rhythm and that's been totally disrupted confidence. and confidence right, for sure right. but the surprising thing to me about Shannon is that his defense has has really not been nearly as good really really no i don't think def- i mean he he brad underwood really he took him out and left him out for a long period of that indiana game uh, wow. and went especially in the first half second half i think he played more Who- um who was he guarding or the, I don't even the, remember. I don't remember. Um, were they switching? Know. In I mean, yeah, I mean, they. I'm sure they were. I I don't know who he was matched up with, but it wasn't. It wasn't like you saw before, where you're like, man, this dude is a dog on the ball, right? Like you he know. should be able to lock down, and that should be Galloway like or but to me, That's like a, a focus thing. Yeah. You know, are, are you probably. You know? So that's that's interesting, but I
0: yeah. So you got think an Illinois now game.
1: you've seen Illinois a bunch now? Yeah. Do do you now think what I think, which is all right? Like, you know, maybe they win a game or two in the tournament, but they're a fringe top twenty five team now at this point. I'm not they're kind I'm of not like everybody else. That. I I still think that they can get this thing back rolling. Okay. I I do. I I think that they. I like their talent. They it feels like their chemistry is good, even though they haven't played as well the last uh, couple games. They've missed a ton of layups. The layups have been – I mean, they've missed so many shots at the rim. But they, How is your boy they, Hawkins in the Indiana game? Um, he, well, they put him in a tough spot. Like, they have him guard these bigs one-on-one, and I think the the philosophy is, well, if we're one-on-one at the rim, they're not getting open threes. All right, all right. But they just hang him out to dry. Now, they did start bringing some digs, and they did even trap because he was getting eaten alive by Malik Renew. Malik Renew is good. Like he said, can score. Listen, I will say this and I'll stand by this. Again, my my comment, UConn fans are yelling at yet uh yesterday to me. Indiana's more talented, this, that, and the other. Because my my tweet from earlier in the season was that I didn't think Indiana was far off talent wise that night when they played him. Now Castle didn't play. Castle didn't play. He ah. didn't play. He's a he's their best NBA player by yeah. far. So, like, other than that. But it's just to look at UConn season versus Indiana season. That well, is a funny. Danny Hurley is a great coach. He's a great no, he is, coach. And right now, Mike Woodson hasn't put together a team that's constructed well, and he hasn't done a good job with this group. But, Mackenzie and Mbaka, you said it. You think he's a first-round pick. I think Khalil I think, Ware I goes in the first be. round this year. I do. Yeah. I think he gets drafted in the you know, 20 to 30. Their, their issue is not their front court. Their issue is their backcourt. Yes. That's where Indiana's issues lie. Totally, 100%. If they had Galloway coming off the bench and Xavier Johnson was healthy and playing, you know, again, he doesn't have to be great, but average 12-5 and and take care of the ball and shoot it, right, and make your shots. His his shot's funky, but he's made it over the last couple years. But now his confidence was completely shot. He's missed He missed a bunch of free throws at the end of the game. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, I'm out. Thanks for joining us, Goodman and Hummel Pod. Uh, Rob, get your rest this week. And uh, next week, I'll be back home doing it. So uh, we'll see you next week. Goodman and Hummel Podcast. And we got Robbie Hummel. I'd known you since you were a kid. I could blow my knee out, both knees, and still kick your ass. (laughs) We're trying to find the Robbie Hummel statue. I wanted to kill you.